podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining us on episode 30 of Brain Lava, Team Odia's podcast dedicated to all things marketing and technology. I'm Patty Rio, president of Odia, and joining me today remotely is Sue Latia, one of our project managers. Hey, Sue. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I asked Sue to join us today because anyone who's, who's heard me talk about content marketing knows that my refrain is always, your content needs to do one of two things. It either needs to entertain me or it needs to educate me. And Sue came to Odia after 20 plus years as an educator. She was a teacher, she wrote textbooks, she did curriculum. So she really brings that educator mind to our team, especially as we work with a lot of our brands and a lot of our companies who really are educator brands. So Sue, I'm super excited that you're joining me today to talk about how do we help our clients teach their audience more effectively and how can we take some of what you know as an educator about how people learn and turn that into how people learn about customers or learn about brands. So thanks for agreeing to educate us all. And maybe the first place to start is, is helping us understand how do we all learn? Are there different ways? Are some people learn in one way versus another way? How, how do we all learn as children and then also keep absorbing information as adults? All right. So when you are an educator and you are going to college, they talk to you about how there are seven learning styles different ways that your students are going to learn. So we're just going to really touch on the top three, and those are learning visually. And then number two is an auditory learner or somebody who learns by hearing and listening. And then the third most prevalent learning style is the kinesthetic or physical learning style where you learn through doing something or through using a touch screen or through putting something together or building something. So that hands-on, actively interaction, you know, in marketing, I guess we'd call it experience marketing. Correct. Yes. Do you agree now, after you taught for 20-some years and you learned that in college, would you say the vast majority of your students learned in one of those three ways? I would say yes. And the students might have major learning style or more prevalent learning style, but then there sometimes is a secondary learning style. So a visual learner might learn best visually, but can add to that by being a kinesthetic learner and by physically interacting with something. Okay, I would understand that. I, I absorb a lot of information verbally, but there are some right. things like when we're learning a new technology, when, when JJ or Evil is showing us a new technology or something in WordPress has changed or something on HubSpot has changed, I'm not going to absorb it if I'm not actually in there like clicking. Exactly. So... Knowing that, knowing that there's really three predominant ways that kids learn, students learn, and that doesn't change as we become adults, right? If I'm a, if I'm a visual learner, do I typically become someone who absorbs their world visually as an adult? Yes. So in the adult population, then, 
30% of people are visual learners. So that's the most prevalent learning style in adults. Okay. And second is the auditory learning style. So learning through people talking or speaking to you. And that's 25% of people. And then the kinesthetic learning style pertains to 15% of the population. So about 70% of the population learns in one of those three ways, if I can do math in my head, which is a big if. Yes. Awesome. So how then do we as marketers, as we know that, how do we target our marketing efforts to some of those different learning styles? I almost think of it as like information absorption. As you become older, I guess it is still learning. But how do we use some different marketing tactics to reach those folks who, who learn and absorb information in those three different ways? So first of all, we talk a lot about repurposing content. All the time. So because it does cost to create content, so to make it go as far as we can, we like to repurpose it. So I kind of wanted to talk about how we can repurpose it to make it work for each learning style. Awesome. So if you begin with writing a blog post mm -hmm. about something and then you can turn it into a podcast. Terrific. Like so, we're doing here. So podcast is for that visual or for that uh, auditory learner. The blog post is for the visual or reading learner. Correct. And then also if you include an infographic with that blog post, that also targets that visual learner even more. Got it. So the kinesthetic learner is kind of a little more difficult, but you can include maybe a quiz in the blog post so that that kinesthetic learner is doing more interaction mm -hmm. with the blog post. Or also slide share is something that because you're kind of moving through the slides, that gets a tactile interaction for the kinesthetic learner. Kinesthetic and tactile, I'm going to say hands-on because I can't yep. say those words. <laughs> I also, I can say them, I'm going to trip over them. Um, I also think that different, different tactics altogether, like, you know, really, I wonder if those hands-on, I want to be able to have more of an experience, tend to be the folks who we see at trade shows more often. You know, those are the folks who would want to walk through an exhibit hall at a trade show and see and touch, you know, the National Restaurant Association show is going to be here in, a, in just a few weeks. I wonder if kinesthetic learners just are more of default, the people who would be attracted to a trade show exhibit hall where they can really kind of overwhelm their senses with that touch feel process. Correct. So you would want to make sure that you have an interactive demonstration then when you're at the trade show, that you have your products there for somebody to interact with, not just the pretty handouts yeah, and the infographic. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously knowledgeable people in the booth are going to talk to me as an audible learner. And then some of those pretty handouts or some of the content that's going to drive me to the web if, you know, if I'm one of the, the visual learners. Correct. Any other tips you have for us as marketers kind of coming from the, this learning style way of approaching marketing? When I was thinking about how people learn or how to teach people, when we talk about some of our brands are 
educating someone. Mm -hmm. So you not only need to educate somebody about your product, you also have to educate them as to how your product is the solution to one of their problems. So you almost have to help them unlearn however they've been solving their problem and then turn it into how your product can help them to solve the problem. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting. Do I unlearn the same way I learn, if that's even a thing? I don't know if you actually unlearn or maybe you think that this product is going to work better for you. So I'm almost like overwrite. So maybe it's I learn, but then like I, I'm just thinking, you know, I say that as if you will, like I almost overwrite what I've always thought or what I learned before with this new learning in the same, but it's the same input mechanism for me. I'm still learning audibly. I still, still learn from hearing, but it's hearing the thing that makes more sense than the last thing. Correct. Got it. What kind of learner are you? I don't think I know what kind of learner you are. I think I'm more of a visual learner. I would have thought that too. We haven't asked this, but I wonder for our designer friends, Caitlin and Stephanie, I wonder if they are just naturally visual learners because so much of their world is visual. Right. And I wonder if because, you know, audible is hearing is words because I'm such a words person. You're very much a words person. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that has an impact. I'm just stereotyping us in ways that I shouldn't. (laughs) Well, another thing that's interesting to me is we talk about how important video is. Yeah. Yeah. And video touches both the visual and the auditory learner, if you think about it. A hundred percent. And then get into the VR and the AR that takes kind of that video or experiential into yet another realm. And that really does that touch on for all of us, right? In a, mm-hmm. in a VR world, I can hear and learn audibly. You can absolutely have voiceover, you know, in a, a VR tour, for example, you would learn visually by looking around and studying different, different parts of, of the tour, wherever we are. And then, you know, as we get more and more in advance, more into augmented reality and mixed reality, the hands-on, you know, we just looked at a, a new uh, VR goggle in what they're doing in some of the industrial applications of training and learning and, you know, as a server in a factory environment and helping someone understand what that's controlling, et cetera, is very much a mix of all three and very hands-on. And it's very interesting how technology is coming to grips or catching up maybe with the different people's learning styles. Absolutely. Drop, we just talked about this a little bit ago too, drop artificial learning or artificial intelligence, excuse me, into learning. And, you know, now suddenly are high school students going to learn math at a pace individually set for each one as they answer a question, artificial intelligence, you know, knows, okay, they answered that question correctly. They answered the next one correctly. They're ready to move on to the next concept or the next skill versus me, who will have taken many more times than twice to learn anything in math in high school. I'm stuck at this one concept for how long? And then artificial intelligence is then the one who tells you know the teacher that I need additional help in this item because I can't get past these five questions. Correct. Could get really interesting. And then what yeah. does that mean to us as 
same thing, you know, to us out in the marketing world is if the same company asks me via my chat bot the same question five times, I know they're having an issue with that. Should I have a customer service rep call them up and say, hey, we're noticing you've been on chatbot asking about templates on, you know, MailChimp. Seems like you guys might be stuck on that. Is there something I as a human can help you with? Right. Very interesting the way that it all, it kind of is coming together. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if you're marketing to me, you've got two choices, educate me or entertain me. And thanks to Sue, we now know if we're choosing to educate folks in part of our content, do it visually, do it verbally, allow as much hands-on interaction as possible, and you're going to reach the majority of adult information absorbers, also known as prospects and customers. That sounds like a great plan. Perfect. Thanks for joining. Thanks for sharing your brilliance, Sue. Always appreciate it. To everyone out there listening in podcast land, if you have any questions for Sue, any questions for us, as always, you can reach us at hello at teamodia.com, or you can always find us on the web at teamodia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.